Are you ready? Stay like that, then your toes won't hurt. <laughs> One, two, three, and four. Welcome to the RSVP Maybe podcast, where we are always unfiltered and unapologetic. Navigating life's messes as modern day women. I'm Brooke. And I'm Anna, and we're so glad you're here. Welcome to the RSVP Maybe podcast, um, the show that helps women find common denominators that connect us all. It's a pretty good little summary of the show. Yes, I like it. And um, speaking of RSVP Maybe, we are um, going to rename the show. We are. We have um, just realigned some goals, and I actually I don't think that they fit uh, with the title, and I think that we are going to come up with a name that yes. works. So if you all um, are listening and you're like, well, I know what it should be called because we're kind of at a stumped point here. We've been like looking at this thesauruses, this thesaurus. Something like that. We just are overthinking per usual. Obvious. Uh, I mean, that's a given. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're looking at changing the name. So if you like know something or think something or even have any idea of what the show should be called – Please go hit to the up. yeah. Hit us up at our website www.rsvpmaybe.com. Subject to change. <laughs> leave us a um, a voice. Me- we have a new option where you can leave a voicemail, like mm-hmm. a voice memo thing, on there for us. Or you can like chat with like le- send a chat direct to us from that site. So that's kind of super a lot easier than putting fifty different handles in mm-hmm. um, the notes. So yeah, that's what we've got for today. So how are how are you? Peachy, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> I mean, I'm feeling good. I had, uh, you know, I'm getting ready for the week. Oh, yes. It's a big week. We got voting, you know, next week and uh, the big votes in all Tuesday, the states. right? Yeah. yeah. It's not the national vote. It's like governors and senators and stuff, but still important to vote. Yes. It's still very important. Your voice needs to be heard and it makes a difference, um, particularly with your local government yes, and your huge. state government, like versus like the, you know, like mm-hmm. pr- that's where your voice is heard the most. The most. Yeah. So I got us something fun. Yes. I got my new worthy shirt. Like I got this and I have another shirt that I'll wear on the next episode that <laughs> I'm excited very about. Excited. <laughs> yeah. I found this website. I'm not going to share it because it's mine to covet and not tell anyone about. She probably wouldn't appreciate that. <laughs> I'll think about telling you next time, but it's really cool stuff. It, it's totally like my vibe. Yes, the whole thing is, is my vibe. It's a cool, yeah, it's a cool story. Um, but I found these incredible rings for <laughs> Anna and I, and I got them. I got her a gift, yes. and I bought myself one because I'm like, God, does this just fit the narrative for us <laughs> or us what? Perfectly. <laughs> right? So the rings are these little hearts. Here, show your ring. And it's uh, they're little hearts, and on it you probably cannot read from that. No. But it's, uh, they say, what do they say? They say, fuck, fuck off. off. <laughs> Which I love, because it's like, people are like, Same. oh, that's a cute, like, heart ring. And fuck then I look off. at it, and I see, yes. Because we're sick of people lately. We, lately, I think it's a common Here, theme. I am like, a, I care about people, I'm compassionate, I mm-hmm. have empathy, but you know what? I don't have patience anymore. No, and there's a whole hell of a lot of stupidity out there. I mean, here, I go, my main problem last week, the reason, what sparked me buying these rings, I'll be perfectly honest, was I was at Kroger, that's our grocery store in our, our local area, and 
sometimes I go later because my kid get, takes forever to get to sleep and then my husband's done with work or my other daughter's at work because she works at Panera and then she comes home and I can finally go out. So it's like, it's like 25, 30 minutes to closing, right? Like mm. you're not talking like I'm walking in with one minute left to close, which by the way, in the type of customer service I worked in when I was in my teens, if somebody walked in, if we closed at 11 and they walked in at 10.59, they were allowed to fully grow. We were not to say a word to them. Oh, well, yeah. Not today, my no. friends. Oh. It's from 10.30 on. It's these round-the-clock tension shoppers <laughs> where you have 15 minutes. Please select your final selections and head to the U-scan <laughs> where a store is closing. And it's like, I mean, it's it puts me in this, like, rage mood so late like and then they've got the stalkers that are in there like with those giant pushy things like blocking lanes so that people can't obnoxious it is so aside from the problem of like low staffing issues there's also that people don't want to work and they could give a rip about customer (laughs) service what store were we at when the chick was like people need to be gone it was like home goods or something home goods or marshall's one of those i think it was home goods home at no. home. No. Oh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't it was home goods. goods. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And she literally in front of us when we were checking out was like talking about how they like wanted us gone. And hated every cl- customer yeah. that was in there. And that they wanted to close early, even though it was like three know. hours to close. <laughs> that was an, like it's just real interesting. It was bizarre. <laughs> like I mean, because we're looking at each other like it was like that TikTok. You see me? <laughs> I see you. <laughs> she doesn't see us, apparently. But she was literally checking us out. Like, she was literally doing the checkout process. Oh, God, was that uncomfortable. Like <sighs> Fun times. Fun times. So, basically, we, yeah, this ring just fits. It fits everything that we are and everything that we <laughs> intend to be. I swear we're be. nice people, but. I'm super nice. I, like I just said, I'm compassionate. I'm a, I'm a life coach. I care about people's mental health and well-being. Yes. I truly do. 100%, but when you're stupid. Well, yeah, then you're just, you're done. I just have no, no patience. I'm not, None. I'm not doing it. Nada. And there seems to be an over-influx of stupidity lately. I don't know what the deal is with that, but it's, or like, I don't even want to call it stupidity. I think it's like self, just self-centeredness. Like they're not aware of anything that's going on around them. Yeah, that feels right. So, um, you know, I had almost an anxiety attack at the mall yesterday with my 17-year-old. Like there were so... I haven't been in a mall like that busy since pre-COVID, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God. We went into Zara, and I shit you not, there were two lines, okay, mm-hmm. full. All Everyone who's been in Zara knows how big they are. The store's huge. Yeah. All the way out into the mall, like, by the escalators. Like the Both lines, or and nobody's moving. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is going on here? That's why I online shop for everything well i think i'm gonna have to start because i i like had a full-blown i mean my daughter was like are you okay i'm like i gotta get out of the store i'm having an like i can't deal with this amount of people 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 bumping into you bumping and then the lines and you have to cut through it was way too crowded in every store we went to immediately no that is like my worst nightmare immediately no for sure so speaking of anxiety panic and uh, you know mental health issues I did want to talk about we're going to touch on Aaron Carter today. We are, yes. Are you too young? I see here I was all trying to think cuz I was like I have been in merged in all the social media like waiting, waiting, waiting for Nick Carter to acknowledge the, like wait he did, wait, you he did today. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. Really sad. Hello. How long? I just feel like 
whatever. We'll get to that yeah, later. I was gonna say, like, you clearly have the family PR person could have said something. Yeah. I mean, it was like, come on, acknowledge it, you mm-hmm. know? Because uh, I tend to not believe anything until I get like a family something. They're publicists. They're whatever. Well, when I first saw it, it was I don't know what site released it, and at first I was like, there's no way. He's 34. And then I started seeing all of the other like news, press release, whatever. So, yeah, th- but here's what I was trying to figure out, because I've been in, in the zone, is I, so I am on the old end, right? Mm-hmm. I know Aaron Carter, obviously. I used to babysit kids who watched Lizzie McGuire. Like, well, I was I not, yeah, McGuire. see, see, Hello. I did not. That was not my, but BSB and NSYNC, like, ba- Backstreet oh, yeah. Boys were like, I mean, that was my jam. And so I have always just kind of, like, he's Nick Carter's little brother, mm-hmm. whatever, you know? But, um, I mean, I knew his music. He used to sing at spring break and stuff. Like, I remember him going, like, on MTV spring break a couple times and doing, like, some performances or whatever. I know he's saying that I want candy. I do know that that's, like, a song he sang. Mm -hmm. But I think that I was trying to figure out, like, is Anna, like, did she like him or was she? I mean, I know you lived in Amish in the middle of nowhere, (laughs) but, like, can we, like, did you, like, like his music or did you not? I was very sheltered growing up. I did not know. I don't think I knew him until I was like. Well, but you were on. He was on Lizzie McGuire. Yeah, but I didn't have cable. So when did you watch Lizzie McGuire? S- sometimes <laughs> on Saturday mornings. I can't talk listen, about it. On Saturday <laughs> mornings, I don't know what channel, but one of the channels would play like Disney Channel from like I don't know seven till eleven or something like that. Oh, like a public channel, like it's mm-hmm. Channel Seven or something. Yeah, something like that. Okay. And I could usually watch, like, one or two shows. <laughs> the antenna would pick it up. Like, the antenna would bring it down But to other you. than that, I did not have cable. Like, I did not. I, I can't. lived a very sheltered life. I mean, you really did. It was not actually Amish for anyone that's questioning that. But it was pretty close, I guess. She lived among them. Don't worry. Don't let her get you. She literally is like, oh, you should read these Amish authors. You, li- you were living amongst the I Amish. I was not actually. In your surrounding area. They were not far. You didn't have to drive far to go get the like pies. 45 minutes. Yeah, that's not far. <laughs> I mean, really? And I only knew about Were the you in your tractor doing it? Or? I did not have a tractor. But we did have a drive your tractor to school day for yeah. FFA week. That's why I'm saying. But mm-hmm. I did not have a tractor. A lot of my family did, though. You didn't borrow? <laughs> I did not borrow their <laughs> tractor to drive it to school, no. Did not do that. Just picking up but the tractor. But I have ridden in a tractor. Just picking up the tractor to take a long, long way in. <laughs> we could talk about the tractor pulls we went to. I can't. <laughs> How are we, like, friendly with one another? Like, I hear <laughs> How are we like, friends? That's what's, you're questioning our friendship because of that? Well, I just am, like, so polar opposite. That's how I, I didn't. That's how I grew up. I didn't have a choice. So how did you end up how you are now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like I, what? Like oh, when you moved to Nashville, you probably got like a real Im- immersion of like all things. No, I feel like when I moved out of my house, I got like eighteen. Yeah. Moved in. Oh, you were older. Okay. I, well, yeah. I lived on my own for like a year before I moved to Nashville. Okay. I think. I don't know. It all blurs together. Oh, well, I don't know. Sorry. Sorry to bring it up and be, make you sensitive. Sorry. Fine. I'm not sensitive. I, like, really didn't mean to upset you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Where's your... Not that. Where's the other one? There it is. That's in a sound effect. That's what Here's I was mine, because I'm, like, so happy all the time when I come into places. So positive. <laughs> so patient. <laughs> Um, Whatever helps you sleep at night. Right? <laughs> Keep telling yourself that. 
Well, so here, in all seriousness, watching, um, because here's what happened for me. I was on TikTok, and his last live, for somehow, because I don't follow him, like, for somehow was in my FYP. And I was like... It's really weird. Like, mm-hmm. and then first of all, and I didn't really recognize him because, with all due respect, like he had well, tattoos yes, under yeah. his eyes, his look he totally look different. Um, and I was like, "Who is that?" And I was like, "Aaron Pryor." I'm like, "That's no, is that?" So I clicked it, and he was like reading something, and it was like immediately no was my mm-hmm. reaction. Like clearly fucked up on something. I thought, and I was like, "What is he doing?" And he was like, la- like talking to the people in the live, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, I stayed on for maybe thirty seconds, and I got like. I really, I just felt gross. Not because of him, because clearly this is a person who's not sober, one. Mm -hmm. Two, he looked, like, awful. Like, I mean, obviously we know know the result a couple hours later. He's, like, very pale. Mm -hmm. His lips were very chapped and peaked and weird-looking. Looked high. I mean, that's the best way for me to describe it. So, um, now, this is a kid. What I want to talk about about this whole situation, because it is sad. He's 34 years old. That's yeah. crazy freaking young. Yeah. Like, unbelievably young. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a child star. His brother, obviously, joined BSB when he was 12. And his brother, I think, is like, his brother's my age. So he's like eight years older than him, nine Something years older. Something like that, yeah. So, um, you know, you're talking about a family that for the better part of all of his life, pretty much, mm-hmm. you know, has had monetary resources his brother has been in a famous band most of his life i mean backstreet boys honestly are still relevant they're still producing music they still tour they still sell out stadiums like they're still like a big deal yeah um so i feel like this kid um sort of had some struggles from the start but mainly because of his family dynamic very 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 dysfunctional family. Mm-hmm. I mean, sad dysfunction. The, to the the amount of dysfunction is like, and people make a joke like, oh, they're because it starts like every tragic story. They're from Florida, which I don't think is funny. But like yeah. everyone on TikTok's like, like all oh, tragic stories it starts in Florida. I'm like, why Florida? <laughs> like whatever. But they have like these beautiful children. His parents had beautiful kids, but. Addiction. Addiction ran so deep in their family. Mm-hmm. Um, their mom overdosed in 2012. Their sister died in 2006, or I may be wrapping the years up, but the one sister that Nick was really close with OD'd um, before the mom, I want to say. I think before the mom. And then the mom OD'd uh, in 2012. Um and then something with the dad, because the mom was arrested for, like, dragging the dad's girlfriend out of the, like, apartment when they were going through a divorce. It's, like, you know, it's, like, literally, like, when I say dysfunction, I it's mean like, actual. Yeah. Did you ever watch the Carters? They had a reality show for a minute, and it was so fucking toxic. Like, mm-hmm. seriously, if you go watch clips of We Are the I think it's We Are the Carters, it's, like, what? Like, it was, like, this segue into Nick Carter which I feel bad for his siblings with that when he was like in the show so like well, yeah. but like where you saw like his life and it was like what is that? you know that where where Homer Simpson's like <laughs> behind into trying the to go into, or like, whatever yeah. like that's like you don't want to be visual it was just as bad as the one with Britney Spears and Cavehead their like reality home movie show mm-hmm. so like um that to me is a um you have two siblings this is an interesting topic right um one who 
who had he, Nick is not without his problems. He was arrested for I don't know if it was actual domestic violence or like he was yelling Something, and causing a yeah, scene. And I think like a DUI um, and chose a different path. How's that? Yeah. Not that the uh, neither both brothers had the same resources cuz mm-hmm. you know like Nick I know put him in rehab a couple times. So like both pe- kids had the same resources available to them. One stays on a straight and narrow, is plugged in with such a good group of guys. I mean, I'm sorry. Like them, like their music or not, the Backstreet Boys are like a tight, they are close, close, mm-hmm. close group of guys. I really don't know how you can't like them. Well, them. yeah, and I mean, I think they're all like decent human beings, yeah, too. Like, for sure. they're not assholes, to my knowledge. Like, they have wives, they have families, they're very family-oriented. We don't really see anything negative about no. any mm-hmm. of them in their Except, I mean, AJ before he got sober, but he got, so now Nick has, there you go, there's the ticket, right? He's got someone in his group who's sober, um, doesn't follow down the path of addiction. Mm -hmm. Not that he hasn't battled demons, I don't know his story, but Aaron has been very public about his battle with addiction. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, you look at these, this kid who was a child star, and he was a big deal. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, He's I just, like the nine. only thing I remember is Lindsay Lohan and Hilary Duff had this big beef because he was in Lindsay Lohan's video or something and he was on Lizzie McGuire. Well, and they were like Hillary fighting. Duff, didn't he? And Lindsay Lohan. They were like fighting for him. It was like dramatic. It was like Bieber with Selena oh, and yeah. What's Her Face. So, like, um, he like really, and I, he kind of was a, arrogant about it at that point but he was young too this is when he's like what 15 when you've got two others like yeah so and this was before Lindsay lohan even started tanking so here's the thing i I think we've seen a lot of child stars that kind of seems to be a common well yeah thread i mean i think that the lesson here is for a lot of people out there like young influencers or kids who like aspire to be um the effects of being a child star 99 in fact i'm trying to think Alyssa milano might be one child star that ended up normal like one and selena gomez is still just coming into adulthood so true but she hasn't like gone down the path however she did her new documentary like her mental health like it is not good the effects that it's had on well yeah any anyone that's been in the public eye like that at such a young age yeah no i mean i think of the Corys, like cory feldman cory haim like not um it's it's when you have if you listen to drew barrymore she's like really good she did oh what was the name of the podcast i'm spacing but she did an interview and she talked about how it took her this long to like forgive herself and you're talking about a kid who at eight or nine years old was doing coke at hollywood parties nobody's stopping her she just does what she wants because she was in all et Mm -hmm. you know like fame i mean that's crazy like rampant kids run rampant like girls gone wild kids gone wild like they get to do whatever they want and so i think it's just a hard segue to come back into some type of like a normal life well i don't really know if it can exist a normal life well in 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 this case in particular it would be pretty hard because you still have a brother who's a massive celebrity Mm -hmm. like i'll do respect i mean nick carter's kind of a big he's relevant people know who he is if you say his name you know who he is right even if you're like is that the dude who sings for bed like you know who he is like he's a celebrity right so i think that that's heartbreaking that he was he had all this fame his brother continued momentum stayed famous stayed relevant still has new material pumping out and here you have this guy who's struggling with pain and and hurt and 
bogged down by his past. Mm-hmm. Then comes Q in social media. He starts like tweeting, doing these live things, and people rag on him for his past, his music, mm-hmm. and his career. I mean, it's his career. Yeah. And yet he's still making money off of it. Mm-hmm. Like, so I, I think it would be a very interesting dynamic to be making money off of something that makes you feel kind of slimy not because you aren't proud of it but like because everyone acts like you're this big effing loser right because you're not relevant still yeah i yeah i can't imagine no i mean it's it had to be i mean obviously he went through a very painful life i mean Mm -hmm. the um he got sick i can't remember what i think he got sick he got like lupus or lyme disease um he was on the doctors dancing with the stars. He got maybe oh, he was hooked on Xanax or something. Yeah. Got to like a mm-hmm. hundred and something. Like he was like like tiny. tiny. Yes. Yeah. And I think he actually had a legitimate illness, maybe, but I, it was obviously healable, right? Um, treatable, healable, huh? <laughs> healable. Plan words, you know. So, but I think that you know this kid struggled so bad, and his mental health. He was very, I think he was very open. He was pretty open about struggles I think with mental health anxiety in particular mm-hmm. I think that's at the root of pretty much all addiction is trauma and mental health issues and I think that's a lot of the problem with social media is that people I don't know they take addiction at face value and they don't think about well here addiction is not looked at in a favorable light okay mm-hmm. um, and social media is an ugly place for that kind of judgment. I think it's why people still struggle so badly to say openly that they're mm-hmm. a recovering addict or alcoholic. I mean... Well, there's such a stigma. Talk about stigma. Like. Yeah. I mean, for sure. It's uh, it's something that needs to shift mm-hmm. because of the fact that it is an actual disease in the DSM-5 as by psychiatrists. It's an actual disease, one, same as cancer, diabetes, mm-hmm. needs to be treated. It is not curable. It has to consistently be treated. The people you spend your time around matter to a person in recovery because the people you spend your most time around is usually where you're going to end up mm-hmm. rolling, you yeah. know? Um, and trauma, yes, Coping skills, none, obviously. There's just no, um, I'm trying to think of the word. There's no, everyone who is an addict has a common denominator of some type of dysfunction growing up, right? Something happened that triggered something that caused your coping skills to disengage. Mm -hmm. And your way of coping is to anesthetize yourself and numb it out. So, um I feel sad. This is nothing new in my world as a recovering alcoholic. I've been to countless funerals for people who OD'd. Um, I say I was lucky. The first year that I got sober, I had a friend um, who had been sober a long time. She was, like, so loaded. Her parents were so rich, like, crazy rich. And she had all these – I couldn't get over, like, why does she have so many problems? Like, Everything she wants could be handed mm-hmm. to her. Like, you don't understand that from the other right, side, from correct? The outside looking in. Um, but she had a daughter, and uh, anyway, she OD'd, and her daughter found her with, like, a fentanyl patch in her mouth. Mm. And um, she had had some surgery, whatever. But I went to that funeral, and I thought, I mean, that's one of the main things that stuck with me for a long time in my early sobriety, but most definitely 
kept me sober when I thought about going off the rails because I was just like, I mean, I don't want my kid. I, I don't know. It was very, it was impactful for mm-hmm. me. And then I've been to a, a countless amount of funerals for people who OD um, in recovery. They relapse and they're, you're, you know, your tolerance is not the same. Mm-hmm. So you go and you do what you used to do yeah. and you, you can't handle it. Like mm-hmm. your body has been, you know, like it's really, um, it's kind of shitty. Yeah. No, it's, it's sad. sad. Yes. It's for sure sad. But I mean, he here, when you are a person in recovery like me, like Aaron Carter, anyone else who struggles with addiction, like taking a drink is a choice. Using a drug is a choice. It's a decision. You have a decision. And anyone who is sober or has been sober or is trying to get sober full well knows that there's a million and one resources for you to utilize to not pick up a drink or a drug. Literally, phone numbers upon phone numbers you get from strangers at meetings. You have social media now. I mean, that's even, like, kind of made this whole subculture of sobriety. Like, you have these groups, like, on Zoom meetings Mm -hmm. and... Mm -hmm. Um, apps and like you know in the rooms apps and all these places where you literally could be on a meeting 24 7 in today like that wasn't like that when I got sober Mm -hmm. so um, it's a choice to use and uh, to that I say it's a bad choice because what's happened to Aaron Carter usually is the outcome of it but you're in so much pain that's the saddest part for me is people being in so much pain that the idea of holding on and and staying clean and calling people and, and just pausing, hitting the pause button, which us as addicts are not good at, but like mm-hmm. hitting the pause button and resetting, calling your sponsor and waking up tomorrow and starting anew. Like you're in so much pain that the thought of doing that um, isn't even in an the option. forethought. Yeah. Like you have um, – you have – the only coping skill you know when something triggers you and you're in that much pain is the knee-jerk reaction, and the knee-jerk reaction is almost always to grab what you used to use. It's limiting belief. Same as limiting belief, same as habit. You know, any habit could be sugar, could be whatever, mm-hmm. but for addicts in particular, the knee-jerk reaction to get fucked up is right there. It never yeah. leaves. Yeah. That's the thing. It never, ever, ever goes away. So, um, you know... But for the grace of God, go I sober today. Uh, very grateful for that. And uh, I feel like the way that social media reacted to him, not just this last live, because obviously that's getting a ton of news coverage. If you go through his posts, like you can watch his lives and the way people talked to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't imagine here. If that were me, I'd be fucking shattered. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm being dead oh, serious. For sure. The stuff that people were, would say to him, like, who do you think you are? This is not like an entertainment. It's it's like they thought it was a reality show. Like, he's on a reality show, and I'm going to chime in and get my, like, five minutes for chiming in and mm-hmm. starting some social media war, right? Yeah. But, like, it's not. That was his reality. Well, I think a lot of the times people forget, first of all, that there's an actual human being on the other side of that screen. Yeah. And second of all, I think a lot of people think that somehow celebrities are, like, immune to, like, hateful things. Like, I don't know. They think that they're, like, immune to it. They think they're fair game. That's a fact. Yeah. If you live in the, you know, you're in the public, you you take what I give you, but 
It's not the case. Mm -hmm. And that's where social media, I think, in particular in here, I'm not a real into the lives. I don't like doing them. I don't, I mean, I I do have done them, but like I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that's something I would want to do, listen to people like live comment about me. Oh, God, no. Um, But it's, it's really tragic when, I, I don't know, I just like people saying like, like you're fucked up, blah, blah, blah. Like here's a human, here's a, a, a problem I see with our society as a whole lately with this, this ugly portion of social media. You have a person who's doing a live who is in so much pain and is hurting and is struggling. Okay. He's struggling. He's fucked up on the live, mm-hmm. right? Like he's not sober. No. And you can tell that he's not sober. And Instead of someone who is publicly saying, I'm an addict, I'm in recovery, I'm healing, I have anxiety, which he has publicly done multiple mm-hmm. times on, on television shows, in concerts, like, you name it. You have people knocking him down for it and ridiculing him for it and laughing yeah. at him. Like, it's a fucking That's joke. Sickening. And those same people... Here's the kicker for me. Those same people, when they find out he died, mm-hmm. are, oh, rest in peace, Aaron I'm Carter, so blah, blah, blah. I had no idea yeah. it was that bad. I saw your live. Like, wait a minute. No, I know. <laughs> I was literally going to say the same thing. Like, the, yeah, how they totally change their tune once they find out something. It's unreal. It's yeah. And here, it should be a lesson to people to keep their mouth shut. Like, when I was little, I was taught, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say it. Period. End of story. Mm-hmm. That simple. Not Listen. followed that all the time. But like, in the, like I, I don't get the point of, I would never get on someone's social media and be like, you're a fucking loser. Like, I mean, I would never. Oh, it would no. not even ever occur to me to uh, do that. No, I can't imagine saying anything hateful. I mean, like, so like these I, trolls, are, is that, what are they called? Trolls? Trolls, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how you could sit and watch a, a here a train wreck. You're mm-hmm. literally watching a crash about to happen, mm-hmm. and you're just gonna add fuel to the laugh fire. about it. Yeah, it's awful. And what would have happened if? And again, he made a choice whether or not people on people can be like it's social media. He doesn't give a fuck. Clearly, he did. He did lives every day. Mm-hmm. Clearly, he cared about his community on social media. He was clearly monetizing off. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was very obvious he cared about. The culture of his mm-hmm. TikTok and social media. Okay. Yeah. Well, he wouldn't. Yeah, he wouldn't do it if he didn't. Right. So, I just think people seem to think like if he doesn't care. Why is he doing it? He's not doing it because, especially someone at his level, he's doing it by himself. He doesn't have a publicist in the room. Mm-hmm. Like he's not. I don't know some giant A-list movie star jumping on for some movie premiere. Like this is reality for yeah. him. And I just think that people, what. What would have happened if all of those people on that live, instead of like ridiculing, laughing, telling him what, telling him how shitty he looked, you look mm-hmm. like shit, dude. What's wrong with your lips, bro? Like, yeah. what the fuck? What would happen if everyone on that live said, "Hey, man, are you okay? Right. You look like you're struggling. You okay? Everything okay?" And sparked a discussion with him where he could share. Right. In that moment, like what he was feeling pain from, mm-hmm. and what would be different today? I mean, I don't know that he'd survive, but like, had Still. that happened prior, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, no, it would have, could have changed everything. It's free. Yeah. Doesn't take any extra effort because you're already taking time to hate a raid mm-hmm. on him. 
Yeah, you're commenting anyway. So. Right? I mean, I just think, like, what would have happened and what what effort goes into being kind to people mm-hmm. on social media? And here, I am not innocent in the world. Like, I have things I laugh at that I absolutely have no business laughing at, right? Like, I have no – it's me. Okay, I get it. Um, and I can fall into that trap, which mm-hmm. I think is where it's a slippery slope, again, with social media. Um, and finding a right community and the beautiful, because there's a lot of beautiful things with social, right? Mm-hmm. Finding communities that could plug in and that would care. Because here's the thing. If you know someone who's struggling, mental health, addiction, um, see what you can do to help them. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. Whether or not they take you up on the offer for help is not relevant for you personally. Yeah. What's relevant is that you did everything you could to try and get them to get help. And if they choose not to do it, that's on them. On them but yeah. you have been a decent human being and you tried to help someone and to bring a light to them to let them know, like, hey, I care. I care mm-hmm. about you. Let's get you some help. You look like you're struggling. Like that to me is um, the direction that this, the conversation regarding Aaron, Aaron Carter should go is if you see someone struggling, because like our old friend Kanye, same mm-hmm. fucking thing. People okay. laughing. Mm-hmm. Here's a man who's genuinely mentally ill. Clearly, yeah. Genuinely, obviously off of his medications and struggling. Mm-hmm. And what do people do? They attack him. That's, yeah. The, the lack of human decency that exists anymore. Is well, and Aaron just... Carter's last uh, tweet was to Kanye. Kanye, was it? oh yeah, me a DM me or something like that, and let's yeah. talk, like man to man or something weird. Like, yeah, good luck fighting Kanye. <laughs> Sorry, he's not alive anymore. Shouldn't say that. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely heartbreaking, and I think if people were to like actually like reach out and like show that they cared. Like you said, it may not change the outcome, but I'd like to think that that person that's struggling would, you know, when it comes to making that decision, would think about all of those people that did reach out and that did care. That it, like, adds up, and I don't know, maybe it would change things. Yeah, I mean, and, and even if it didn't, it would change things for the community of people who aren't struggling to be... Uh, look for the helpers. Uh, mm-hmm. What you know, Mr. Um, Rogers used to say that. Yeah. Look for the, like look it would helpers, change yeah. the the culture around instead of like the rejection. Like at least including. And if someone chooses not to, because here, I mean, I'm recovering alcoholic. I know full well. Like people have told me over and over and over and over. We're worried about you. We're worried about you. Could give a shit. Like it was mm-hmm. not stopping me. I was like on the train, not getting off. Um, but. Did I think about those people maybe when I was hungover and coming down? Yeah, certainly. Mm-hmm. Like, I let them down, right? But, like, I knew that they cared in a moment, a small moment of clarity. How's yeah. And then knowing that, but I think changing the conversation around or the way that we look at mental health and, hey, I reached out, I did everything I could, and you know what? I guess, I don't know, sometimes you can't, you can't save everybody, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. But being a decent human being and kind is it's free nothing yeah. yeah it's free it's not that hard and this poor kid obviously has been in pain for a very long time mm-hmm. and i hope that he's at peace wherever he is i hope his son you know because his fiance's uh, kind of nutty too I, mm-hmm. I and again i say that with i don't know i'm not familiar with melanie something 
I just know that she doesn't have custody of their child either. Her mom does. They both clearly struggle with drug problems. Um, and the constant drama, like cops called to his house a lot. Like, so I, I don't know the full, it's a typical addictive addiction related mm-hmm. relationship, yeah. fueled relationship, I should say. Um, but I feel bad for their son. I hope, I hope that the, his grandparents and, and Aaron's family are able to like help cultivate a, a life for him. That's got a different outcome. Yeah. Healthy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, it's just sad. I mean, uh, Hillary Duff's message oh to my God. Was, it was sad like, too. Yeah. Um, what? Did, pull it up on Instagram, will you? Um, yeah. It said like, I, I don't know the word that she used, but I like yes, that's it. And then also like, but boy, did my did my teenage self love you so much? You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she said for Aaron, I'm deeply sorry that life was so hard for you and that you had to struggle in front of the whole world. You had a charm that was absolutely effervescent. Boy, did my teenage self love you deeply. Sending love to your family at this time. Rest easy. Yeah, that is. That's heartbreaking, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. And, I mean, next message, too, was. Well, read. Pull his up. And she. He, so that's back to our teen, uh, child stars. This is a child star who has sort of a different uh She's one path. of the few. Yeah, mm-hmm. there are. I count on like, but do you think that that goes with the parents though? Like, if the parents protect them and don't allow the like people to get hold of them, does and she's real close with her sister too. Like, she's got a family unit behind her, right? Yeah, her sister also is um, an actress. I don't know how much, she but does. after the fact, she yeah. was famous because of Hillary. Yeah. yeah, right. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it is the parent. I don't know. I mean, it's a good question. I feel like because it could probably play. At least, obviously, plays some role. Because well, you look at like Alyssa Milano, parents super close with her. Right. Hillary Duff, parents super close with her. Selena Gomez, parents super close. Like if mm-hmm. you look at the way, like they try and keep it as normal of a dynamic right. as possible. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's not normal. Yeah. But I think that your your More immediate family, to, yes. yeah, that's there and rallying and protecting you and mm-hmm. like saying no when no is warranted. You know, maybe it makes a difference. Yeah, a little bit. What did Nick say? Uh, Nick said, my heart is broken. Even though my brother and I have had a complicated relationship, my love for him has never faded. I have always held on to the hope that he would somehow, someday, want to walk a healthy path and eventually find the help that he so desperately needed. Sometimes we want to blame someone or something for a loss, but the truth is that addiction and mental illness is the real villain here. I will miss my brother more than anyone will ever know. Now you can finally have the peace you could never find here on earth. I love you, baby brother. Oh, that's like the most heartbreaking picture, too. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you posted a Full bunch of Full carousel. Yeah. What did his twin sister write? Is she tagged in any of this? Angel? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't think she's tagged. I have no idea. Angel, uh... What's her Conrad, last name? I think, is her last name. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's Carter. And Well, here. Let's find. Then they have another sister, too. I think an older sister who BJ is her name. Um, but she's always been super way more private than um, I think. The rest of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, here, 
got it. He even, I feel like having the twin, this has got to be, this is what addiction does. So that is what he said uh, about they're the ones, uh, the addiction is the one that is the main villain here. Like, without a doubt, is the villain. And, Mm -hmm. you know, people can can judge and, and, was it you I was talking to saying, I, I don't know, I just was talking to someone the other day before before any of this that, like, there's not one person walking the planet Earth out of six billion people mm-hmm. who has not been intimately, directly touched by addiction, whether mm-hmm. it's a parent, a sibling, a cousin, an uncle, a grandparent, like, a child. Um, a, I mean, it does. it's insidious, like, in its, the... Way, the web that it weaves, like, mm-hmm. all throughout. But there's not a person who's never dealt with an known an addict, had one in their family, seen how much it rips families mm-hmm. apart. Rips families apart. Yeah. Um, and, you know, people want to get all shitty because he, you know, uh, was not, what was it, like, not, I guess, there for him. But those are boundaries in here. When you love an addict, when you have an addict in your family and you love them and you do everything you can to help them financially, you get try and get them to rehab, you try and get them help, you give them money and they use it on drugs, they steal from you, they do hurtful things. Like It's a heartbreaking scenario. Mm-hmm. And the outcome of a person who is, is the family member setting boundaries, like when he had to get, a, I mean, they had a restraining order against mm-hmm. him. He had threatened to kill his pregnant wife. Like, yeah. you can't do that and not have repercussions for your actions, addict or not. That is right. the villain. It's not him sober, but so what? Like, you can't talk like that to people. Mm-hmm. You know, when people sit in jails right now, having murdered someone or done something horrible, fucked up. Yeah. And it's like, it's not who they are. Right. It's a product of the addiction. Mm-hmm. So I like that he said that because I think that lots of people seem to identify a person as their addiction and well, they yeah, aren't. And judge. People are so quick to judge, especially when it comes to addiction. Yeah. I just feel sad. I'm glad that Nick Carter finally spoke, though. That was bothering me. <laughs> I'm like, where is his, like, comment? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel estrangement in families is a, is a fairly common theme, mm-hmm. um, ironically. Yeah. For the, like, familial estrangements. Like, I didn't realize how many people um, are not, speaking with with family members because of especially usually it's an addiction or something along those lines yeah all of that mental health reasons Mm -hmm. i don't know i think that there's hopefully people do better i mean i feel like every time someone dies it's kind of like the same school shooting concept right like prayers prayers, no change no change no actual yeah i mean and i would like to be someone who could facilitate some type of change um I, I guess, like, the way that you, we do spark the change is just by doing what we said. We yeah. reach out when we see people struggling and say, hey, everything okay? Yeah. You doing okay? You need something? Can I help you? Like, but Yeah, that's know. how you start is within, like, your your current world, and then hopefully it keeps spreading. Yeah, and I hope people realize, like, this is a he's a person. He's a human. He does have family. He does have people who cared about him, and he's not, like reality show oh yeah it's tragic like it makes me i'm actually i got like six minutes i'm like i like had to jump i mean it made me feel skeezy even being on the lot i was like 
Yeah. Immediately get me out of here. Like, what is going on in this room? I don't like the way it feels. Yeah, I saw someone did a screen recording and posted a TikTok of it, and it was not not pretty. No. No. Mental yeah. health is a real a real struggle, and you know that's a conversation that's got to be opened up more too, because both have stigmas and both are judged by people in a way that is not uh, accurate mm -hmm. for what goes on. What with the someone reality who has, of it is. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, has a real sure. mental illness and addiction problem. So that's all I got for this week. What is that? Like, is this kind of deep? I kind of feel like crying. I don't know. It's sad. <laughs> well, it's because it's a sad. It is sad. I'm sad, sad. reality, sad topic, sad thing that happened. Yeah, heavy. It's very heavy. Mm -hmm. And he's so young. That's like what kills me. Thirty four. Fuck. That's I'm going back there. That's like eight years ago. No. <laughs> Living the dream. I wouldn't have even had Paisley yet. I had her at 34. Like, man, that's crazy. Yeah. So, anyways, again, if you think of a name, we are changing the name. So, if you yes. are, think of a name, please, please, please head over to our website. Help us stop overthinking. Help. We're overthinking. <laughs> We're going to die overthinking. Not die. We're going to, like, brain explode. Yeah. What do you say brain, all the time? My, my brain's brain is not bleeding. Working. My brain's my brain bleeding. is bleeding. Our brains are going to bleed from overthinking. Please. <laughs> Give us a word. Please help us. Send one word. <laughs> Please help. Oh, God. But that's um, all we have today. We will catch up with you guys next week and keep it real. Yeah. We're following. I like yeah. it. I dig it. <laughs> Bye. Like, bing. no, okay. okay. All right, peace out. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs>